Hello, this is Stephen Thompson, and welcome to the Stephen Thompson Experience Leadership Tips for the Remote Worker. I am Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. Well, this season we are viewing leadership through the music of Stevie Wonder. Specifically, I'm looking at the album Songs in the Key of Life. This week, the title of our episode is Sir Duke. It's your turn now. Honor the past, create in the present, forgive, and start again. Now, the reason I chose the album Songs in the Key of Life is because the production is an example of choosing yourself, betting on yourself, and your talents and abilities and maximizing them. Stevie Wonder did this when he recorded Songs in the Key of Life. So on past episodes I talked about, Stevie Wonder received a record advance for this album, was granted the ability to work with whoever he wanted to work with, wherever he wanted to work with, and when he wanted to work. And the result of this effort was an award-winning album. And you can go back and listen to my other episodes and I go really into depth to how honored this album was. So this week, I'm looking at the song Sir Duke. And Sir Duke begins unmistakably in a great way with a horn section at the beginning. Now Sir Duke was released as a single in 1977. It hit number one on the Billboard charts in that year as well. And it was written as a tribute to Duke Ellington, jazz artist who died in 1974. Now, I think that everybody should know who Duke Ellington is. I was a jazz musician growing up. My brother was a fan of Duke Ellington, and he had a lot of Duke Ellington albums. So I grew up knowing who Duke Ellington was. Not sure that everybody knows who Duke Ellington was, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. There are also some prominent jazz musicians mentioned in the lyrics of the song. Count Basie, Sachimo, who's Louis Armstrong, Glenn Miller, and Ella Fitzgerald. And I'm going to get to them in a little bit and also use some of the examples from their life to kind of bring home the lesson that I'm teaching today in this podcast. Sir Duke begins with these lyrics. Music is a world within itself with a language we all understand with an equal opportunity for all to sing and dance and clap their hands. There's a unifying force to music. You know, it has the ability to make you feel happy and to bring you back to memories. Sometimes those memories are good, sometimes those memories are bad. But the thing about it is, you can always find somebody out there and if you ask them what their favorite music is, you're going to get an answer. That's not with everything. You know, with, with sports, some, I love Chicago sports. I'm from Chicago. I love watching sports. But there's a lot of people out there, if you say, who is your favorite sports team? They don't know. If you ask somebody who's their favorite politician, a lot of people will want to stay clear of politics. Ask what their favorite movie is, and yeah, there's people who probably don't watch movies or watch TV. But mo- the majority of people in this world, if you ask them what their favorite type of music is, they'll give you an answer. And that's what I mean by the unifying ability and force of music. Bringing back those memories, good and bad. Think about a favorite song that you have, a favorite time period in life. I think if you can think of songs, you can associate them with time periods in your life. I I love Spotify. I love making Spotify playlists. Just recently this week, I got a notice last Saturday when I was in the gym working out that Def Leppard was on Spotify. I immediately went to that list and I started listening to Def Leppard right away because I remember back in high school, I remember when I was 
think it was in seventh grade in the radio station you could call in and get the top three at nine i love the song rock of ages by def leppard and i called to get rock of ages moved up to number one it's kind of crazy so that's what i mean brings you back to a time period in your life Think about time periods. Think about the music you listen to and think about the time periods in life and what you want to bring them back to. Now, back to the song. Music and the ability to produce music is the result of showing up each and every day and being committed to your craft. It's the way you approach your profession or your field. Let's take a look more specifically at some of the people that he mentioned. There is a part in the song that goes, Music knows and it always will be one of the things that life just won't quit. But here are some of music pioneers that time will not allow us to forget. For there's Basie, Miller, Sachimo, and the king of all, Sir Duke. And with a voice like Ella's ringing out, there's no way the band can lose. So let's take a look real quick. Count Basie was mentioned in that. Count Basie was a big band leader. And in 1958, Count Basie became the first African-American male to win a Grammy Award. Glenn Miller was a big band leader who topped the charts in the 40s. One thing also about Glenn Miller is that he served in the Air Force. In World War II, he was in the military, and tragically, he took his band to a performance, and his plane went down, and they never found him again. Ella Fitzgerald. She was the first African-American woman, also in 1958, to win in a Grammy Award. And you know what? Due in no part, she had a very strong vocal quality. And she would go on to win 13 Grammys in her career and sell more than 40 million albums. Now, Louis Armstrong is an incredible story when we hear about Sachimo. This is a really a story of overcoming adversity. Louis Armstrong's father was a factory worker and his mother was a prostitute. And his father abandoned the family. And what happened with Louis, he had to leave school when he was in fifth grade to immediately start working and one day he picked up his stepfather's gun and fired it in the air and he was sent to jail. Now when he was in jail, someone took notice of him, one of the, the, in one of the guards, they had a program for children who were in jail and he learned how to play the trumpet and then went on to an incredible career as a musician. One of the things I want to point out about that, there's always this term that says, you know, pick somebody up by their bootstraps. And there's a quote by Martin Luther King. It is all right to tell a man to lift himself by his own bootstraps, but it is cruel just to say that to a bootless man that he ought to lift himself by his own bootstraps. The point of that is, you know, everybody needs an advocate. Everybody needs somebody to help them with their boots and putting the boots on them so they could pull themselves up. MLK said, it's all right to tell a man to lift himself up, but if somebody doesn't have boots, it's cruel. There's a great podcast by Malcolm Gladwell on Revisionist History, Season 1. It's about advocacy and being an advocate for somebody. And I think that's what everybody needs. And in Louis Armstrong's case, he needed an advocate, somebody to help him to advance in his career. Now, Duke Ellington, Stevie Wonder says, but the king of all, Sir Duke. So Duke Ellington, here's some great facts. He was one of the greatest jazz artists ever. He wrote and played great jazz for about 50 years. One of the best jazz artist of the swing era. His real name was Edward. He was a piano player. He also was a composer as well. He wrote jazz and he also wrote film scores, popular music, religious music, and even music that could be called classical. 
Actually, this year is the 50th anniversary of the sacred concerts. These were concerts that Duke Ellington put on in a church. His orchestra, he led that orchestra from 1923 until 1974. In fact, that jazz orchestra is still playing today under the name Duke Ellington Orchestra. Obviously, a lot of people who played with Duke Ellington aren't in the band anymore, but they passed on, but it's still going on in his name. He also recorded with many other jazz greats in the 50s and 60s, including Ella Fitzgerald, John Coltrane, Count Basie, and Louis Armstrong. He was very loyal to the people that he worked with. Another interesting fact that he performed for multiple U.S. presidents, for Truman, for Eisenhower. Don't think he met John F. Kennedy, and he also played for Richard Nixon as well. And then when Duke Ellington died, over 12,000 people went to his funeral in New York. Now Stevie Wonder, he, he's taken time out to acknowledge the greatness in his field. And I want us to take away several things from this. Here's our first takeaway. We all have gifts and we all have talents. All we need is to do is to use them. And, and don't worry about the results. The, the people he cited were normal people like us. They faced adversity, tragedy, and heartbreak. You know, and they still showed up to work on their craft every day. Hey, for instance, Stevie Wonder himself was born, born blind. So there wasn't this magical, mystical power, you know, that fell on Louis Armstrong or that fell on Ella Fitzgerald or fell on Duke Ellington or fell on Duke Glenn Miller. They had to battle. They had to fight. I mean, Louis, look at Louis Armstrong's background. He, it... it, it shouldn't have turned out the way it turned out with everything that he had to face. So, we can do it. The second thing I want you to take away is this. The right way is your way. That's it. The right way is your way. If there's something out there that you want to do, you know, you can do it. I want to read you a post from Seth Godin. It's called Break the Cycle. And this was in his blog post this week, I, I subscribe to his blog post and I get an email every day. I highly recommend subscribing to it. It's very good. But here's an article called Break the Cycle. Once our needs are met, our instinct is to invent new ones, to find a fuel to continually move things forward to bring the propulsive energy back. Social media makes it easy to be both dissatisfied and to have a mission at the same time. Make everyone happy. Every single critic silenced. Every customer delighted. Every prospect interested. Sort of like your footprint in social media. It's imperfectible. There is someone right now who's miffed at you. Someone who misunderstands you. Someone who used to work with you who doesn't anymore. Or someone who has the wrong impression of you and won't even give you a chance. Not to mention the trolls. The ones who merely seek oppositional positions. It's imperfectible. For every person who wants you to have bigger portions, there is someone who says the portions are too big. For every person who says your writing is too personal, there's someone who wants it to be more personal. Seeking a perfect spear might be a hobby, but if it's not giving you joy, it's a lousy way to live. It's an addition, not a useful tool. People have been talking about you behind your back ever since fifth grade. Now, of course, you can eavesdrop whenever you choose. Don't. Turn it off. Walk away. Accept the lack of perfect. 
Better to make something important instead. And I love the way that ends. Give yourself permission to do what you want to do. Make something important instead. Walk away, turn off the critics, and make and do what you want to do. You know, there are people who said that they didn't like Louis Armstrong's voice, and he went out and sung the way that he did anyway. There are people who didn't like Ella Fitzgerald's voice, but you know what? She went out and sang anyway. There are people who don't like what you do. Hey, you know what? Thank them for their opinion and move on. Because like what it said, there will be people who will say that it is too personal. There will be people who will say it's not personal enough. My debate coach in college, Jack Parker, used to always say, pick a way to lose. And what that meant is that you've got to decide. You can't live to please other people. I don't think you need to hurt people. You definitely don't want to hurt people. You want to be respectful to people. But there is a point in time when, you know what? What you want to do, walk in your ability and in your power, and you got to go out and do it. Give yourself permission to do what you want to do. Ask yourself this question, what is it that I want to do? That's one question. The second question is, what results do I want? Now, that could be more money. It could be more time. But you know what? Don't let the results guide what you want to do or stop what you want to do. It should only play in a role in how much time you devote to doing something. So, for example, I'm really wrestling right now with getting back to playing my saxophone. And it's a battle. I mean, when I was in high school and college, I could practice every day. I was in a, I was in band at school, so there was a normal, there were two 45-minute periods in high school at the beginning of the day when I had jazz band and at the end of the day when I had symphonic band when I could practice and then I would go home and practice. In college, there was natural points of the day when I could practice my saxophone, but now as an adult, as a grown man with a child, with a position as an education administrator who's involved and in charge of, you know, a, a school, an elementary school, there are limits on my time. So I can't practice as much as I want to. But I've got to find a time to practice. And maybe I can't practice an hour every day, but I can practice 10 minutes every day. And be fine with that. Be fine with that. The results, I don't know what the results are, but they're out of my control. So only let that result thinking allow you to allocate time. Don't make a decision, a yes or a no decision off of something that you want to do based upon results. So for example, if you love painting, well, I can't make $100,000 or replace my salary on painting, so what? If you have money, then fine. Elizabeth Gilbert said in her book, Big Magic, don't put pressure on your art. To support you because you'll stifle your art so if you have a career a job be thankful for it because then that will allow you to go and pursue your creativity now here's what I want you to do as we close out I want you to go back to the goals you set at the beginning of the year okay and start them over again if you're working on them Congratulate yourself and keep moving. If you stopped on them, hey, be contrite. I have my little calendar and the word that came up today was contrite. And that is feeling or showing remorse for a sin or a shortcoming. Now, I'm not saying that, you know, sin 
Giving up on your goals is sin, but you can consider that a personal shortcoming sometime. But you know what? Forgive yourself and move forward. There is a power in forgiveness. Berit Ingersoll Dayton, a professor and director of a doctoral program of social work at the University of Michigan, says forgiveness is a process that inevitably will bring up things that we feel good about and we don't. And she goes on to say that in the absence of forgiveness and as an offense that was committed against us or some pain that we caused others can replay in our minds causing continuing anger or remorse that is often the recipe for bitterness and bad health. A wealth of research have linked isolation and loneliness that can result to increased health problems and higher mortality. So she's saying that we need to understand the power of forgiveness. And another professor, Amit Soot, professor of medicine at the Mayo Clinic in Rochester, says that you're suffocating yourself emotionally when you don't forgive. You can affect your health. You can have bottled up anger, resentment, rage, anxiety, depression, higher blood pressure, and higher risk of heart attacks. It's everything that is built up inside of you. But Dr. Suit says that this is one thing that we can do. We can forgive. And forgiveness allows us to focus on more positive thoughts and positive relationships, and it frees up the real estate in our brain taken up by negative thinking. While you think about that, there's real estate in our brain that is taken up by negative thinking. And I'm not saying that we got to just clear all it out and just be perfect, a perfect mind. That's really not possible. But it is possible to clear out that real estate and put more positive things in there. And that goes with forgiveness. So do this. Take out a journal. Write a letter of forgiveness to yourself. And then when you slip Start again and keep writing. The end of Sir Duke. Is really good. He says over and over again, you can feel it all over. We can feel it all over. We can feel it all over people. And we feel we feel a lot of things. We feel happy. We feel sad. We feel angry. We can feel all of that. But when we're listening to music, it has a way of making us feel better. So forgive yourself. Then put on some music that you love, that you really enjoy, and feel it all over. On May 24th, 1974, at the age of 75, Duke Ellington passed away of lung cancer and pneumonia. It was reported that his last words were this, Music is how I live why I live, and how I remember, and how I will be remembered. Let me read that to you one more time. Music is how I live, why I live, and how I will be remembered. Go away this week and look at the things that you may want to live for and be remembered for and do them. Do them. This is Stephen Thompson, and this is the Stephen Thompson Experience. This is Stephen Thompson, and this is my experience. We're looking at songs in the key of life this year. This week it was Sir Duke. It's your turn. Honor the past, create in the present, forgive and start again. So it's your turn. Remember that right now, it's your turn. Go out there.
and create what you want to create, do what you want to do, and start again. We'll see you next week with another song from Songs in the Key of Life. Take care. Have a great one. Bye-bye.